welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Something horrible happened on September 30th, 1919 in Hoopsburg, Arkansas. Something that for many years went down as being called a race riot, but in actuality, it was a massacre, plain and simple. And it was all because people in this country decided they were going to take what actually belonged to them. On this Tuesday night, Ed Ware and 200 men, women, and children entering the Candlelit Church knew that once their soulful voices finished singing faithful hymns, the union meeting that followed could be dangerous. Standing up for themselves always was. Yet the Great War, that's what Ed and all the Americans called World War I, had changed a lot of things, Many sharecroppers fought bravely in Europe, defending the rights that they didn't have at home. When they returned, the men spoke of how they'd felt safer in the trenches than in Arkansas. Frank Moore, the sharecropper Ed most admired at the Union meeting, had enlisted. He'd been stationed at Camp Pike, where the Army base was segregated. Frank had sacrificed his crops to serve his country and had been honorably discharged when the Great War ended less than a year earlier. Now, cotton prices were skyrocketing, but the only people benefiting from the boom were white landowners, who managed to keep black farmers in debt by claiming that the sharecroppers never earned enough to cover the cost of their rent or supplies. It was high time for sharecroppers to organize a union to guarantee fair prices for their harvests. But just that week, Ed Ware had been warned there would be trouble if he refused to sell his cotton for the price set by the white merchants in Elaine, and that joining a union would have serious consequences. Ed stood his ground. He hired the well-known Little Rock law firm, Bratton and Casey, to negotiate the best price for his cotton. He cultivated a bumper crop and refused to sell at rock-bottom prices. But ignoring the threats would be foolish. All summer throughout the country, black people had faced deadly retaliation for peacefully standing up for their rights. Much blood had been shed in a season that became known as Red Summer. That's why it was no surprise when Ed walked past armed guards, some of them his friends, to get inside the church for the meeting. They'd been hired by the Progressive Farmers and Household Union, which had met in the Hoop Spur Church a few times already. What no one could know was that not long after the meeting was to start, white men from the city of Elaine would come with guns and shoot at everyone. After several days, hundreds of black people were killed including women and children, and five white men were dead. Although early newspaper reports said that two of the men that died, of the white men that died, were actually killed by other white men in the craziness that ensued as they were storming and then burning down the Hoopsburg Church. After this massacre, all of the blame was placed on black people. It was said that they had been violent and were, quote, uprising against white people, when, of course, in actuality, that was the complete opposite of the truth. And 12 black men were arrested and charged with the murder of the five white men. 
All these 12 men were coerced into giving false statements. Most were tortured horribly to give statements to the effect that they were guilty. And they were all sentenced to death. Now, enter one of Arkansas's most famous, most revered, even at the time, lawyers, a man by the name of Sipico Jones. Sipico Jones was well-known at the time, and what was unusual about him was he was a self-taught lawyer, and he happened to be black. But he was well-respected among other white lawyers in Arkansas. And he saw this as a horrible miscarriage of justice and made it his personal goal to make sure that none of these 12 men died. And what he ended up doing was changing the course of history while using the Constitution to do it. Race Against Time, the untold story of Scipio Jones and the battle to save 12 innocent men by Sandra Neal Wallace and Rich Wallace.